Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, which one? Who knows? There are many galaxies. Where are we? We don't know. But from the center of some galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed, currently presenting Other Center. And this is our episode, Cues of the Other. I'm Joseph Scriptra. And I'm Ken Napsok. And I'm Jennifer Landa. 
and we are very happy to be here taking questions. We got a great spread of questions today. We've got one kind of a, a little bit uh, heavier, uh, uh, complex uh, about careers, about choices kind of question, and then we have two zippy, fun, weird little questions, and we really appreciate that you uh, all ask us lots of different kinds of questions. Before we get to see if we have some A's to your Q's, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. Mm-hmm. I just thought we should start uh, delivering these more dramatically to shake it up. Anyway, <laughs> Ken, you've got a recommendation. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, remember we used to recommend the same uh, uh, Space Galaxy book for uh, a month straight. Uh, we're doing that now because this book seems to um, be real popular with the Force Center and other Center listeners. And I'm going to check it out myself. It is A History of the World in Six Glasses by Tom Standage. And it is uh, uh, very popular. I'm going to find out why. I, I picked it at random, but here we are recommending it still. And you can download your free audio today by going to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. Help yourself and help the show. That is a great slogan. Uh, so, you know what, Ken, I'm going to have you keep going. Uh, we have a current ask. Do you want to handle our ask? <laughs> uh, hey. It would really help, especially during this other center era, which we understand we're pre-recording. The world in terms of uh, SAG could have changed by the time this episode's released. We hope so. <laughs> Crossing our fingers that that's the truth and we all can laugh at this. Um, but in the other center era in particular, it would really help if you uh, would consider going to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify, anywhere where you're listening to podcasts and they have a rating. Give us a rating. Give us a review. But it really helps on Apple Podcasts to keep us uh, vibrant and uh, buoyant in these podcast uh, uncertain podcast times. So consider doing that. Uh, leave a good review. And, uh, you know, I'll just say this. If uh, you don't currently like the product, uh, you don't need to go with the don't. Uh, free yourself you can you can pause and come back don't uh, i i hope there's nobody just just hate listening to the other center episodes i understand <laughs> if people are like i'm here for star wars it was nice but i gotta take a break i understand but i mm-hmm. really hope there's nobody like oh, oh i hate this <laughs> yeah so but i'm listening all the way through to the end yeah yeah, yeah there you go uh but uh yeah uh, we'd love to have you consider doing that that is our ask a very good ask. Uh, vibrant and buoyant. If anybody wants to just steal Ken's words and use that as a review, <laughs> that'd be great. Vi- vibrant's one of my favorite words. I use vibrant a lot. I just, it's, I just, one of those things I just love it, right? It's just vi- vibrant. It, it just, it sounds like it means what it means. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. a good word. Jennifer, do you have any favorite words? Oh, ecstatic. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I like ecstatic. Static. Uh, there was another word I, I just came across. I was like, I like that word. I'm going to incorporate that word more. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait I can't to hear. What, I can't uh, think of what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm all about cathartic and luminous. Anyway, that's not one of our Oh, yeah. Today. Both of those. Yes. They're good. They're just real handy. Um, cathartic mm-hmm. in particular. I, I can't describe anything without wanting it to be cathartic. Let's see if the questions are cathartic today. Uh, this mm. first comes to us uh, from the food in my beard, uh, food, the, the food in my beard. I'm just going to say that whole thing like it is uh, Dan's actual name. Dan, correct, Ken? <laughs> Dan Whalen. Uh, he's got the blog and his brand. And he's written a ton of great cookbooks, uh, the food in my beard. Uh, also uh, a Force Center guest way back in the day. Uh, it's been a while now. We got to get Dan back on when the times uh, allow. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dan indeed. 
Yeah, and uh, we really appreciated, uh, particularly uh, sometimes in in live streams where we've gone off on on food uh, tangents, <laughs> that we've got some mm. expertise uh, from Dan. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dan is asking a question uh, about uh, something he is experiencing in his field of expertise, and uh, we shall translate it to whatever uh, ours might be. Uh, how do you balance artistic integrity versus, quote, playing the game in your art and work? I think about this a lot and try to have a triangle with making money on one point, doing what I know will be popular on one point, and following my passion on the third. Uh, this is a great question. That is a great triangle. Um, and uh, uh, I want to start with this this one question um, because there's a lot to, to be answered within this, but I'm very curious, Jennifer and Ken's take. Uh, the triangle point of doing what I know will be popular. I think sometimes that's really clear of people like this. If I do this, it'll it'll go well. But one thing that I'm always Mm -hmm. fascinated by, depending on the field you're in, is sometimes that one can actually be hard to figure out. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I remember at different points in artistic conversations, having um, or artistic careers, having conversations with friends where you're like, well, why don't you just give in? Why don't you just sell out? And I'll be like, I'm trying I can't figure out how to sell out. I can't right. figure out that triangle, that popular point. So, it, it, Jennifer, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like in all of your various creative adventures, do you feel like you always know what would be popular if you were willing uh, to do it more? Or is it sometimes a mystery? I thought that I knew what that was. Uh, I don't feel like I do anymore. I think, oh, this one's this one's going to hit with people. People are going to get it or they're going to relate to it. And then it doesn't. So I, 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 the only thing I know for me personally, if I were to sell out, play the game, would be to just sexify it up. Mm. If I were really sexy outfits and talked about star wars i probably would get some views maybe not so much now because i'm older but when i was <laughs> but when i was younger that would that would have been my way mm. of selling out for me personally mm. just because it's not like some people are naturally that's like their personality mm-hmm. and when they do it that's like that's authentic to them yeah. and i think that's incredible but for me it wouldn't be authentic to me mm. so that's why i feel like it would be selling out but there are people who are able to to do that and it's great mm-hmm. uh but i i just i can't because i'm just a big dork so <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also people expect that of me more too because i'm like latina mm. i mean really if i really want to sell oh. out go down this the spicy tamale <laughs> thing that people were trying to like put that label like people try to put on me especially when i was an actor you know yeah the salma hayek the jennifer lopez oh. you're from the streets you know the gangbanger's yeah. girlfriend. You, yeah. talk, you talk tough, like that kind of right. thing would right. make me selling out. So <laughs> that uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, uh, the the it, it would be uh, fascinating to see you do a parody of that. Of here's normal Furby coverage. Here's spicy tamale Furby coverage. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do it. But that's yeah. when I question my acting abilities. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> Cause I tried, uh-huh. I tried, I did have some roles and yeah. you know, yeah. No, I, I think it is uh, a, a mm. tribute to you that, that what is powerful <laughs> about the work that you do is it is, ah, uh, 
authentic. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. with somebody who has the skills to be an actor, it, 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 it it's clear that you're just like, I don't, uh, that's not a role I want to take on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Amazing. But, but yeah. JLo can do it. You know, JLo, that, that is her, that is her authentic self being mm-hmm. the, you know, the sexy, like celebrity, A-lister. Like she just is that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's who she is. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. celebrate that. Uh, so how about you, Ken? Are you going to start uh, doing some low cut videos to, to be popular? Uh, <laughs> yep. I've got, uh, yeah. I'm wearing some uh, very tight jeans in the next video I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I love on camera. <laughs> I uh, I really uh, respect your clarity of words there, Jed. Of just you know, there's others that it works. That's that's who they are. That's their brand. That's their comfort level. That's not yours. That's what that is about. I think it's a it's a well uh, struck balance there. Yeah. I uh, this is a, this is Dan. This is a great question because we're we're living this. We're in this. And part of my depression is trying to figure out this triangle. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out my triangle mm-hmm. here. Um, an artistic and Integrity versus playing a game. It's, it's tough. And I, I'll start big where I've, I, I definitely know I've mentioned this because it's big in my life. Um, I'm like I, I, a huge Conan O'Brien fan. I just, I just love it. I highly recommend you all check out his podcast. It's absolutely amazing. I think he's a, a hero and, and someone who takes care of those around him. And, and there's all these great things to say. I really, really studied uh, that book and, and that era of him on The Tonight Show and the disaster that was that whole kind of drama. And there's so much finger pointing that should be at the network and so much should be on Jay and his inability to maybe give it up and all those kind of things. There's a part of, of, of what happened that was the reality of, of, of Conan stayed true to who he was and it wasn't working in mm-hmm. terms of network ratings and money and that advertisers and that kind of thing. And there was at one point uh, an argument that could have been made and I'm, I'm trying to thread a needle here too of if you just played the game a little bit, the question of Jay coming back wouldn't have been a problem because you would have been killing it. But right. there was a little bit of artistic stubbornness that I think emerged. And I took a big lesson from that uh, because he's also what he, his speech at the end. There's so many. He's an inspirational person. Mm-hmm. And I still watch his podcast to this day when I can. Mm-hmm. More. I want to be clear about that. But I carry that lesson with me because I, I don't know sometimes I, I, I sometimes want to adapt a little bit to what's more popular. But then it doesn't feel right to me you know mm-hmm. um there's certain skill sets that i don't have that other people do have and some of it is that influencer culture just uh casually you know putting up a phone in your car and filming a video i can't help but kind of perform and edit it up and then therefore it's not as personal as some other folks i mm-hmm. i am a little bit more of an old school broadcaster uh, and that's who i am and so i have to find the balance and and, and, and play the game. And then, then there's the playing the game of the, the algorithms is your thumbnail, this is your thumbnail, you know, and that, that, that changes. I was in the green room hearing all the tips on how to post your clips of stand up clips online. And then the, the conversation ended with, well, then it changes every three months anyway. So all that stuff's a problem, but yeah, I, I I'm struggling with it and we're going to keep discussing this more, but that's my big opening statement. Joseph is I, I don't know that I'm trying to form that triangle so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you, do you have a, any time in your creative life where you feel like, you know, you knew what the thing was, uh, like, like Jennifer's story of this is what I could have done, but you yeah. didn't want to do it. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it emerged post collider. Um, the, either the first time I was laid off in 2018 when I did try to do some stuff and, and did like me going into Twitch streaming and now I stream video games on YouTube was a, well, I guess I can do this thing. 
And I still mm. enjoy it, right? I still, I don't do it as much. I moved off of Twitch just to move everything to my YouTube channel. But when I hang out and play a video game, and sometimes I do it with friends online, sometimes I put myself in the chat, it is fun. I really enjoy it. And so that became right. But if I, I could have started catnapsuck.com or, or can't, well, start the website, but really relaunched my YouTube channel because I'd had one since like 2007, but done Ken Napsuck, the movie news guy, and I could have done reactions. I could have done trailer break. Mm. I could have all those things because I saw other people doing it. Uh, I hate that stuff. <laughs> and, and, and there's people just like you're saying, Jen, there's people I know personally who do it and do it well. I don't mm-hmm. think trailer reactions or movie reactions lead to insightful commentary, but that's maybe my take and that's take that with a grain of salt. I think it dumps down the conversations around these movies, uh, but I know people buying houses off of it. Mm-hmm. And and I, I that was a point where I was like, me and my buddy Mark Riley would always talk about this of, of he tried it. He tried to do reactions and he goes, it's just, I, just, I don't like, it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not me. And, and, and some, and, and, and he, you know, you have to find that it's it's a hard line to find, but that was the that was a moment where I remember kind of putting my 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 foot down and said I, I, that I don't I want out of that kind of it that kind of side of the stuff. Yeah, mm. I think there's some really great uh, distinctions being made between something you just can't do because it is inauthentic and on the surface it's what you should do, but it probably won't work because everybody will be able to sense that you hate it, right? Right. Um, right. so there's, there's that. And then there's that stretching a little bit to, this isn't ideal for me, but it would be better. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, for, for many years here on four center, we did the, the data bank brawl episodes, which I really like, and I'm really proud of, but I kind of got to a point where we stopped doing them when the pandemic began, because I thought it was going to be really hard to do, um, not in person. Right. And I still believe that. But I also, a couple of people have had comments lately about how much they like them, which I really, really appreciate. But I also just feel like we did it a lot. And I feel like we kind of did that. Mm-hmm. 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 But it isn't inauthentic. It's not selling my soul. But if somebody was like, Four Center is going to take off entirely if you do three databank brawls a week. Like, that's mm-hmm. not, you know, that's not doing something inauthentic, but it's not quite where my heart is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I think that's be, can be kind of hard about it, is there those different levels from, that's just not going to work. It's not authentic to that's not really where my passion is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think food in my beard is so smart to have like one of those be passion. What you truly want to do is, is one of those, yeah. uh, those triangle points and, and figuring out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the triangle is so powerful and so great, but sometimes it can be hard to be like, which one does it go on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, when I, when I was doing the Minnesota fringe festival for, many years uh, usually doing like one act plays. Sometimes it'd be a, a one person show. Sometimes it'd be a, you know, four or five person uh, cast, but you know, I would write them and I would uh, produce them and act in them and uh, was very lucky to be successful. And it was a good way to make a, a chunk of, of good cash when it comes to theater. Cause I built up an audience specifically there. Um, and, and sometimes people, uh, other people in the community would uh, frankly be uh, jerks about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, comedies were more popular because it's the summer and people want to see something fun and and sometimes I'd get begged about that of people saying there are no ideas here because it's comedy and like there were then you got a comedy bias um but but other times people would would do the most kind of obscure esoteric personal passion projects and then 
be really upset that people weren't there. And yeah. right. I would be like, yeah. I really understand. But here's what I do. I on the at the fringe, I have never put on a show that I didn't absolutely believe in. Mm. But often I'd have three ideas and I'd go out of these three ideas that I'm lucky to love. Which mm. am I going to do? Because that one, not many people are going to show up to. And mm. I often had a hard time having this conversation because so, people would be go like, oh, you sold out. I'm like, no. Mm. Out of my three options that I loved equally, mm. I picked the one that would fulfill the goal of the show and the business. I will, I will love the show and it will go well for the business. And I think that's what I hear when you talk about Conan O'Brien of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know this story, so you'll have to tell me. I assume nobody was asking him to just be Jay Leno, right? And do the headlines, right? Um, yeah, correct. But people were asking him to, to pick the version of Conan that's still Conan that is mm-hmm. maybe a little bit friendlier to, to these specific dumb needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was talked about a lot, right? It was a little bit of before the job and on the job. And hey, you, the numbers are showing this ain't working. Um, and I think that's what you're talking about too. And sometimes I have the you know the thing where I look at my numbers and I go, well, this ain't working. What 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 is it about me? You know, um, I want to start there before I start blaming. It's easy to blame a lot of other. You know, the one thing that's not a blame, I think the truth is just getting the word out there and the broken oh. social media these days. But yeah, yeah. that's huge. I mean, yeah. all of this is, is you know, uh, for, for me, I, all, so much of this is broken social media now of, of, yeah. of what's going on. Um, yeah. Jennifer, I want to bring you back into the into the conversation. Have you felt like there's it, it, you've had points where where you feel like uh, I I know what I like and within that collection of things I like, I'm going to try to pick the one that I think will hit the hardest. I think the challenge is how stubborn do you want to be? (laughs) (laughs) Which you have to kind of know, read the room of what is, what is going on? What's kind of, what are people, how are people consuming things um, in any type of art form specifically? Uh, I I just came across this video today of this, of, of, fashion designer he died unfortunately virgil abloh and he was talking about he had he showed this crushed paint can and he was like depending on where this paint can is is how you're going to view its value Mm. if i put this crushed paint can in an art gallery on a pedestal in a big white room you're going to suddenly revere the paint can as being an object of art right something special if you see it in a garage shoved to the side you're going to think it's trash mm-hmm. and that really made me think about how how we are presenting our product ourselves right your artwork and and how it uh that can, and i think a lot of times especially for video creators we tried so hard we spent all these hours and can i have the same thing as you i come from this background of like wanting to perform right mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. being professional and being professional on camera and I don't I want to come across as like knowing my stuff and doing my research but on TikTok people are literally just talking in their cars about whatever <laughs> for 5 minutes yeah. and they have 100,000 views and that requires a level of just like I don't know of something uh to where I'm not comfortable with yet but I'm reading the room and I'm seeing that I'm I'm not going to be able to share what I want to share if I don't adapt to mm-hmm. how people mm-hmm. are consuming content. And it's really hard when you're an artist and you have a vision and you have a certain passion. But sometimes 
Mm-hmm. You got to be the Trojan horse, right? Mm-hmm. And play the game a little bit and then get to do what you want. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. I think uh, I know it has come up in our conversations before, both on air and off. I think it's also it's so important to ask, do I actually want this or am I just chasing something shiny? Because right. you you get exhausted, <laughs> you need money. Uh, the general you here exhausted, you need money, and you see somebody else just doing something that's working, and you're just like, oh, I, do I want that? But then, but then you look at it and go like, yeah, but it, we all want success, but do mm-hmm. we want to get it in that way? Or, or mm-hmm. even though it's success, like the actual thing that people are getting, do you want that? If you know, um. Mm-hmm. Like I feel with the views on TikTok, I know for some people it, it makes them, you know, uh, money and success. But I think a lot of people have a bonkers number of views that doesn't translate to money or followers on other social media or any sort of industry deals. Mm-hmm. So I always think it's just really, really important to ask yourself what you want, which is another thing that's so great about this triangle, because it's 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 saying here are the three things I need, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so now I know I, I'm making conscious decisions, but it, that is, that's one of the other things I talk to people about with the French festival is like, what do you want? Do you want to do the show that you truly believe in? And maybe it will become a hit, but it might be 15 people per show. And it'll be kind of a bummer mm-hmm. uh, on the audience side, but it's utterly fulfilling to you. You can make that choice, but if you want, but if your goal is to have the, the theater full every time, think about something truthful and honest that you think will be more popular like mm. it, i think being cognizant of what am i valuing it at this moment what is success to me in this project this specific project what am i shooting for what is success with this one is really important mm-hmm. yeah and yeah yes. no that's well said and, and just reevaluating that triangle too about what your passions might have been that there might have been a spot where talk about movie news every week was what I wanted to do. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that changed and I had to acknowledge it and not fight it. And yeah, it, it can get scary. Uh, there's some, you know, focuses and passions changing for me now, even in my life. And, and one of my biggest mistakes I've talked about before, but like I launched that baseball podcast network about two years ago, some of Brian Ward's best art he's ever done for any show. Love it. <laughs> uh, and I got four episodes in was like this. I, I did this cause I thought it could make me money. I didn't really truly evaluate my time and my relationship to baseball right now. And this was a failure and I had to be okay with that. And, and it may, might, maybe if I still own the art, it might come back one day, but yeah, that was a moment where I was like, I think I chased what I saw other people had. Mm, yeah. No. Uh, Jennifer, do you feel like you have had a moment where you started something and then realized this isn't actually what I want? Uh, yes. Uh, (laughs) I think over the years making content, it was, it really is very difficult because there's going to be times where your videos hit and times when they don't, uh, where you hear crickets, Mm -hmm. I spent a long time on the video and you have to be able to weather that Mm -hmm. and keep going and keep trying. And what would happen was I would take that as indicative of, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, or this is so frustrating and, Nobody even cares. And just taking it really personally. And as we mm. all know, like when you're on social media, like you're just scrolling and maybe you don't have time for it. You like it, you wish it well, but you'll you'll come back to it another time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just you can't, you have to be really self-driven. And that's been my challenge with um with online content is mm. to 
have that consistency because that's what we're all looking for. That's why my favorite creators, they are consistently posting. And I may not see every one of their videos, every one of their posts, but I feel like I have that parasocial relationship with them. Right. And I think that those people generally started off doing whatever they wanted to do passionately. They were passionate about their thing. And then they found a community. They Mm -hmm. cultivated a community and found their audience from doing their passion. So Mm -hmm. it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I, I think for myself, final thought on this is, uh, I have a, I don't know. I want to put this in some creative thing sometime. Uh, but I have this idea of, uh, my, I existed box <laughs> of, mm. uh, if I had a curated, um, literal physical box that I could put, you know, uh, art of any kind, you know, uh, uh, in it. Mm-hmm. What out of what I've done do I want to point at is this is um, this is the mark I made, you know, mm. mm. um, and that at least for some of the kind of creative things that I want to do sometimes helps me uh, find uh, find true north mm. on on what I want to do. Um, and, and in particular, I think um, I love comedy and I love comedy for entertainment sake. Uh, I think it has it, it has true value um, to just stand in front of somebody or write something and like it doesn't have any great meaning it's not going to change the world but it's funny and it makes people laugh Mm -hmm. um but uh for a while i was finding a little bit more success doing you know kind of stand-up stuff that that relied a lot on pop culture and i leaned into it a little bit because it was going well and i and i liked making jokes about doctor who and star wars and all that um but i didn't want to put it in my i existed box because it felt really temporary it felt really of the moment of like Mm. this joke about the 11th doctor is going to be kind of done in two years when he's not the 11th doctor anymore it felt Mm. so temporary to me that it wasn't compared to like other things that i've written or done like i didn't want to put it in my i existed box (laughs) Mm. uh ken does that make any sense to you does that translate to the way you think about things at all yeah a little bit of just yeah of of what is me yeah, sometimes I go to what is me at the time. What is my I exist box at the time? Changes and then yeah, as long as you don't hide what's really there. I had a great conversation with our pal uh, Joe Starr, who was talking about an early when he moved to LA and started doing stand up. He was Joe, Joe is was always will be a nerd through and through, but he hid it. He hid that part that's different from what you're talking about. You're talking about what what is the approach to comedy. But yeah, he was on a pocket Jackie Cation's podcast and he talked about how he was asked a question about Transformers and he knew the answer and he pretended not to. And it mm. went away. I went, well, that's not who I am. <laughs> like, why did I do that? Versus, you know, hey, yeah, you're right. Maybe a very, I have a, I have a, a very specific set of references and some old stand up sets that definitely don't last. So, it, it, yeah, I, I, I'm there with you on that approach. Find yeah. Balance. And I'm not, I mean, I still have, uh, you know, comedy albums that I'm proud of that I would like people to buy on Bandcamp. I'm not disparaging mm. yeah. the art. I think it's just, I, I was getting to, to the food in my beards question about you know balancing what you truly want uh, yeah. popular yeah. versus versus passion and i think when i look at that that the uh, the art that i love almost all the art i love has some timeless quality all art is of its day um, yeah, yeah you know look at luke's hair um but <laughs> uh but there's some things that sort of like resonate and aren't, aren't just responsive to the moment and, and yeah. i think that's powerful to me too because that's something that's also going on Mm-hmm. in all of this social media stuff in the TikTok of like um so much of it is responsive entirely to the moment which i think has value but it doesn't have permanence. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, check my uh, short tomorrow, my YouTube short, where I do the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? right. Uh, yeah. And that, that's something that I wrestle with. Any final thoughts on this topic, Jennifer? No. Boy. <laughs> but it is interesting when I look back on the things that I'm proudest of. They do have a lot of hits, views, whatever. But it's because I was so driven by an idea and it just was something that can, that other people connected with. Mm. And there's something that feels so good about being able to create something and have other people, whether, you know, what their laugh or they, or they are, well, yes, you make a great point. It's just, for me, it's about the, the human connection that I, mm. that I long for. And that's why I like to, to make art. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Ken, any final thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm going to write down my triangle. I'm going to try to figure it out in a little bit more detail and, and try to keep my head up. That's where I'm at right now. I've been down and out, almost just bottom line depressed as I tried some things I've been really passionate about, but I need those things to work or I don't get to do them anymore. And what's the balance? What's, what's the sellout point? What's the triangle? So Dan, uh, thanks for this uh, thoughtful question. And again, folks, check out the foodmybeard.com for Dan's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan. And if you want to uh, follow up uh, to your own question, I'm very uh, curious about how all this works in in your industry and what kind of choices uh, that that you need to make uh, to fulfill the the vision of the triangle. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think my final thought is uh, uh, I, I give a lot of thought to how can I consolidate the triangle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, very true. Uh, I'm doing as many things at uh, once as possible. Uh, that is a great question. Uh, thank you for all the support. Obviously, uh, everybody listening and sending in questions. Obviously, uh, Force Center and Other Center is something that I am uh, really, really proud of. And I would put uh, almost any episode in my I Existed box, even the ones where we get predictions wildly wrong <laughs> yeah. about movies that are, you know, eight years old now. Yeah. <laughs> Some we get close to being right. Some we do. Some we do. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with two zippy little fun questions back in a moment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we are back with more cues of the other. We got two fun ones. This one comes to us from Maddie Gunner. Maddie says, if you could domesticate any animal, have it as a loving fur or feathered scaled friend what would you choose um i'll just jump on this one uh because it's uh, hey i'd like to come up with something uh, surprising but it's squirrels uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely do love squirrels uh, without doubt or hesitation i would love it if i had uh, a, a little squirrel friend and I, I could i could build them a little house <laughs> they could live in my apartment i could take care of their needs but then they'd be kind of like my little friend, my little familiar. And they would just like, you know, if uh, if I gave a call and they were up for it, they would scamper over and they'd, you know, ride my shoulder and I'd take a walk down Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be great. Uh, and maybe give them a little a little uh, uh, collar with their name on it. Oh, man, it'd be great. I would love a, a little squirrel friend. Ken, uh, <laughs> you do have little friends. Uh, <laughs> Little loving fur friends, dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what would you uh, have as an animal companion if you could domesticate any animal? There's there's two choices, and and both probably equally as impossible. Uh, I love meerkats. It's the first stop at the LA mm. Zoo. If you're go to the LA Zoo. The meerkats. Um, I love little furry creatures like that. Uh, I used to have some ferrets back in the day, and and they're eh, it's similar enough. Um, um, but I don't know. The, 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 I just the just the 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 security system meerkats have it for their community. If one watches with the others, relax and just the little faces and paws, and they and they're like they're like guarding the 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 king in England. They're 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 not. You can't push them off their mission. 
they're just sitting there uh, <laughs> in front of them for the longest time when they're out there. And the last time I went, I went by myself to do some riding at the zoo and uh, one of the meerkats just was on his back, legs just uh, akimbo, just taken in the sun leaning on the side of the hill while another one watched. And I was like, that's, that's community right there. That's community. Um, so I don't know if I could have a meerkat. The other one is, is, is otters. Um, mm. Also similar to ferrets in a lot of ways. Um, and C- C- Grace and I will call them sea chihuahuas. Uh, mm-hmm. just, uh, I just, just obsessed with them. I uh, love them. Uh, they're, they're so smart. And uh, the, again, another part of the zoo I go to and Grace and I actually adopted one through their little zoo adoption support program. And, uh, uh, I don't know which one. I don't go there and like talk to <laughs> Ollie the otter. Uh, I just, uh, I just love it. And especially when you get them and they're active and, and um, uh, <laughs> one time we were at the zoo, just stare. We were like at the part where you can kind of see them and they were like swimming up to the water in the window and we're like, oh, they're, they're cute. And then the zookeeper came and like dumped a bunch of like <laughs> murdered fish <laughs> and watched these otters just rip apart the fish. Uh, it was a different reality, but uh, even that, yeah. So um, it's probably one of the reasons I, I couldn't uh, uh, domesticate them, but I would, I would swim with the otters. Yeah, that sounds like a great horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> with the otters. With the otters. I also like uh, that the, the theme in your life of, um, uh, protection and security runs through with the meerkats. Yeah. <laughs> a community of security guards yeah. watching over one another. The security director going, right. we should take notes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take first watch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How about you, Jennifer? What animal would you domesticate? Wait, I want to know, Ken, you really had a ferret? Uh, past relationship. Yeah, my um, I inherited two and then we got one together. Yeah, at, at two, <gasps> two, I think in total four. Um, uh, and yeah, California, I don't know the numbers now, but California where they're illegal. Yes. The highest ferret ownership. Really? Yeah. I wanted one. I used to get uh subscribed to, I think ferret magazine. Ferret, I wanted a ferret yeah. so badly, but, uh, they're difficult, right? Are they they're, difficult? They're, to- they're difficult. Um, uh, the smell for us wasn't a problem. So you, you can't bathe ferrets. Um, yeah, mm. the, the, the ability to hide and they get fixated and they will still, and hide like the same item no matter where you hide it unless you make it actually impossible um oh do that gosh. and then one of the ferrets didn't like liked me but like would every day scratch the same part of my ankle make it bleed <gasps> mm. but outside oh, of that they're adorable <laughs> they are so, really, they're, they're spirited animals <laughs> Reopen the same wound, uh, like exes sometimes do. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Well, I see a theme. We all like cute creatures. And so mm. in keeping with that theme, I would like a pygmy marmoset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're known as pocket the pocket monkey. They're about <laughs> five to six inches tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do have a long tail. They live in the rainforest in South America. I can stick it in my pocket, have it on my shoulder, like you're saying, Joseph, with your squirrel mm-hmm. little collar. But here's where things get interesting. I really oh. started thinking about this. I was like, what if the animal is not only domesticated, but also can talk? Then we open up <laughs> a whole other can of worms, so to speak. I would choose an oxalato who could talk to me. Or even a praying mantis, which could mm. kind of be like my Jiminy Cricket and mm-hmm. put it on my shoulder. Because they're so, they seem so smart. Yeah. Um, or a squirrel monkey. I just feel like any talking animal, Ooh. I would mm. quite take, I'd take any of them. 
the this pocket my Google the pocket monkey. That is adorable. <laughs> right? That is so adorable. Cute. Yeah, just clinging to the fingers. You could have yes. one on each finger. My lord. Exactly. Oh gosh, you're taking me back. Pocket monkey. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna look this up. Cause so I had a we had a coworker, this is years ago back when I was a regular security guard. <laughs> and at one point we made a joke. He I think he was trying to explain what these were, and he called them a thumb monkey. <laughs> and that became his nickname where even if his name was john if i if i saw oh it is oh dear god it is and if i saw him today i would be like the monkey what's up like that was his nickname whether he wanted it or not because he was trying to explain these, these my god these pocket monkeys that's amazing god you just took me back then. that's amazing there is a there is a book on amazon uh called uh finger monkey Finger Monkey oh. Guide for Novice, the complete guide on caring, feeding, housing, breeding, and training finger monkeys as pets. What? One star review. What? <laughs> One star. <laughs> Did not do good. They should not be pets. That's part yeah. of the problem. I think that's probably why it has one star of like, don't. <laughs> mm, don't. I can't show. I'm sure Grace knows these exist, but if she sees this, we might own three by Friday. Hey, you got, you got uh, more than three fingers, so <laughs> fill them up. Fill them up. Yeah. Uh, I do sometimes. Uh, my my other option for uh, not a small uh, character is I I get to uh, walk into Griffith Park, uh, about twenty minute walk from my apartment, uh, and there's a picnic bench I sit at sometimes, and and Sarah will kind of take a photo of me, and I make the joke of that none of the bears uh, came to my picnic. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be it would be I would love it if there was a bear friend that lived in Griffith Park, and I could just go and hang out and yeah <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just bump the bear, have a picnic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Chat. Brag on its back. Yep, yep. See how how its day is going. You know, any any funny food it found in the trash. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> what, what jug band are you part of? You know? <laughs> 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 and maybe the bear would have a finger monkey. Who knows? <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right, that is our strange menagerie. Thank you, Maddie, for that question. And uh, we've been talking all week about the shattered reality of current social media uh, mm. bumming us out and here we have a question that's going to bring us bring us back to not even the glory's days i'm going to make an argument for the glory day the <laughs> pinnacle of social media yeah. will culbertson asks when you first saw it was the dress blue and black or white and gold <laughs> mm. <laughs> jennifer i'd love uh both mm. your uh what what colors you read the dresses and any uh, memories or strong feelings you have about what color is the dress day It was shocking. It was a day I fondly remember because to me, I saw that photo and I'm like, it's white and gold. (gasps) How could anybody? I looked at that photo and I'm like, how could anybody see (sighs) black and blue? I thought it was a joke. Uh, And scientists have since studied this phenomenon and why some people actually see blue and black versus white and gold. One study reported that individuals who saw the dress as white and gold showed increased activity in the frontal regions of the brain. These areas are thought to be critical in higher cognition activities such as top-down modulation in visual perception. So Mm. I'm happy that I am in the white and gold company because I don't, did you guys see black and blue? I'm a, I'm a big dumby who saw blue and black. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. I'm in the fog of ignorance because I was, it was, I was blue and black. And why are we having this conversation? (laughs) (laughs) My very low activity frontal cortex was just like blue and black. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was confirmation bias. I saw that in the, um, Wikipedia and I was like, I will take that. Yes, no, that is accurate. Is. That is accurate. If uh, no doubt. Uh, do, do you, um, oh, uh, Ken, mm. do you remember that this was also the escaped llama day? It was like escaped llama in the morning here in Southern oh California. Gosh, and then the dress blew right. up in the afternoon. Oh, it was, that's part of it. It wasn't day. just the glory of the dress. It was also escape llama day. Escape llama. Wait, yeah, I do remember that because it was. I'm, I'm also. What do you know? What year that was? Uh, I was. I, I was think 2015. Yeah. 2015. But I have a low activity uh, frontal cortex, so I better look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've learned. Yeah, I've learned a lot about what Jennifer thinks about it. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but well, I think it wasn't also like dependent upon your computer as well. I, I saw some reports of that. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now and I'm like, this is blue, uh, blue and black. Uh, this is what? 2015. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was February early. 26th. February 26th, 2015. Okay. I'm to look this up again. How could you see blue and black? Uh, that's great. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't even close to me too. It wasn't like, you know, you, you'll get those like, yeah. this, is this a, is this a silhouette of a man's face? There's an actually a picture of a, the full body of a lady. And they're like, Oh, if I look at it this way, I can see yeah. both. I was like, yeah. I sat there and tried like, I can't. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nothing's going to make me see uh, white and gold. I, I thought, I thought it was like 2010, 2015 is, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a security director and, and sitting in the office and I remember just this exploding all day. Yeah, you know, I just She's couldn't line to to go to a museum with uh with uh, Sarah and her parents, and it's just like ah, I don't want to be rude, but this is the best day on social media ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is yeah. hilarious. I want to I want a larger story. Yeah, and the dress was actually black and blue, right? That was the yes, that was the review. It was. So Jen, take all your highfalutin intelligence <laughs> and your frontal lobes. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me what to do with this dress now. Uh, but here's the thing that's weird is that like I think people are also showing what it looks like if you adjust the mm. you know, whatever and it, it looks very much blue and, and black hey. in certain lights here it's all yeah. the the day of that infamous uh, Game of Thrones uh, battle battle of Winterfell where everyone's like complaining it was too dark I had not one problem with it because my TV by dumb luck was on the right settings mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah everything yeah yeah so yeah, so much of this is yeah the the settings and who I I don't know the full history of if it was you know truly truly looked different on different screens or whatever. But um, to to wrap up here, like uh, obviously um, don't want to don't want to be too dark about the current state of social media. It deserves darkness. I just don't want to dwell on it. Um, do you think that this is a value of social media, Jennifer? Something that is on the surface just kind of really ridiculous inconsequential playful but then if you want to dive into it there's plenty to just to read about of of perception and screen things of like just this surface level fun that that maybe even opens the door to education is this a vital part of social media that we're missing yeah because i think what it reminded me of is like the the monoculture i think is they call it so like we we kind of had that with game of thrones where it was this mm. water cooler moment where yeah. every week we would talk about it after it would air you'd rush to twitter online and maybe see the hot takes or whatever right um obviously back in the day with seinfeld and all mm -hmm. these other shows and so and even in early days of social media there would be these 
things that would go viral, like the cat playing the piano Mm. and like, we're talking about the blue and black dress. And so it was a moment that united all these people together. And now I don't feel like we could even have that. Mm. Everything feels so niche. And what I'm seeing on TikTok is not what is going to be in your TikTok algorithm. Mm. Um, and Twitter is <laughs> Twitter is a X it just seems like a dumpster fire. So yeah, it's, I feel like that was kind of the last moment that I can think of where we were all united. Mm, mm. How do you feel, Ken? Do you miss these, uh, these sorts of events? In a way too. Yeah. I, I didn't overly compete in these ones. I should say compete like it was a game, but, um, but I do miss that. I miss the TV show thing uh, a little bit and we, we certainly have it, but it's fractured. Right. So yeah, if mm-hmm. you're watching space, space story tv show at midnight or six whenever it's released you have a little bit of it it's just become um an absolute dumpster fire uh it's where a lot of my frustrations lie in some of these fandoms and communities where it's just like you i don't I, you you're robbing the joy for me versus us coming together and not just loving the thing but just getting the chance to celebrate it or being be in it you know what i mean i don't mind the debate mm-hmm. of it. um but but yeah it, it's forever changed and some of it's good right but look this it's it's actually interesting to me that this is late in the game, so to speak, 2015, there had already been some real serious things that had kind of played out online, um, uh, including the uh, um, some some protests against uh, police brutality in 2014 and stuff, the stuff in Missouri and everything that kind of exploded out. And, and so we were already were past a lot of this, the the bigger things. We, but this it still seems like an innocent time. I don't know if we can go back to, um, but it would be fun every once in a while. I think. Yeah. I think for me, it is. I think these kind of things are really fun where it is. um, I I don't think anybody, well, I'm sure people have gotten to flame wars or that, but it's, it's, it felt fun and frivolous and, you know, we're, that we're really just joking around with one another and it is massive, massive uh, water cooler. Or like, you know, I, I, I haven't deep dived on the llamas, but I think everybody, everybody ended up okay. And that was just like a bonkers thing that happened. And because we were all connected, we got to see it and experience it Mm -hmm. together. Um, And I think that is, for me, I'm missing those kind of events, and I think they aren't happening as much because social media is so fractured um, into different pockets and Mm -hmm. and with the uh, collapse of uh, the site formerly known as as Twitter, people are spread out everywhere, uh, just literally. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think without um, having a, a... more centralized social media, it is harder for for a beautiful llama dress day to happen. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, beautiful llama dress day. <laughs> My kingdom for a llama dress day on social media. That's a, mm. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our cues of the other. We talk some serious stuff. We talk some fun stuff and some crossover of both. Uh, Ken. Where can people find us and how can you read it dramatically so people keep listening? <laughs> on X, formerly known as Twitter. You can follow us at Force Center Pod. We are on threads as well. We're on Instagram. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Our podcast is available on Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, and more. Uh, merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And uh, you can support us directly, like so many that do, and we're thankful at patreon.com slash force center. You can follow me at Ken Napsock or go to kennapsock.com. 
uh, to link to other things I do, including at the time of this episode, and this will be a Thursday, so Friday, November 3rd, uh, the first single from the band The Moon Ag- Moonagers that I'm a part of called Tell Me, Tell Me, a song I co-wrote with Brian Tiller and Sean Arnold will be released everywhere, but love to have you check it out on Bandcamp at themoonagers.bandcamp.com. There you go. That's part of my triangle. Passion, <laughs> making money, maybe. Artistic integrity. It's all there. It's a great triangle. I think uh, uh, possibly some triangle points converging, which is beautiful. Uh, Jennifer, how about you? Uh, Where can people find you? What are you up to? You can find me trying to fix my triangle. That sounds bad. Uh, (laughs) Sounds bad. Uh, Anyways, you can see. Find me. Spicy tamale we got here. (laughs) Spicy tamale. Uh, Yes. See me not being sexy on TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138 and YouTube and Instagram at Jennifer Landa for lots of weird retro things. Love it. That That is great. I'm not going to be sexy in Mobile, Alabama at the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. Uh, if you're listening, uh, the day we release this, I'm probably in the air flying uh, to Mobile, Alabama. November 3rd through the 5th, uh, the short film I worked on, The Nightmare Adorable, is playing as a part of the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. If you're in the area, uh, come and uh, check it out. All the information on when the film is showing is on my website at josephsgrimshot.com. That is it. We have answered the cues of the other. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 